This is the Zach Ansbury Show. Welcome. On today's podcast clip, we have the head of marketing of the Collingwood Football Club, Karina Whiteford. Um, so you've had like a, yeah, you've been across everywhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel places. like you're amping me up so hard, but that's good. That's fine. I, I can th- take that. I think it's, I think it's awesome. Um, uh, across all of your different roles, like is there a, a, a commonality between them or like a challenge that you've really faced um, throughout it? Is there something there that you... Um, I mean, you mentioned just a minute ago that um, you do find it quite different being mm-hmm. a female, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. balancing your life and your career. And, yeah. and you are actually the first female guest, <laughs> not by choice. And it's just a situation <laughs> yeah. of whoever visited yeah. the Institute, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, so it's is, is that something that you're quite conscious of? Because it's something I've never had to deal with, right? Yeah. And I think, look... There's, I mean, everyone has their own lifestyle, wants and needs and and goals in life. And I think for me, a family has always been something that I've always wanted. Um, But certainly I understand that I am not the sort of person that clocks in at 8.30 and at 5 o'clock every day and just treats my job as a job. I'm always going to be personally invested and I certainly wear the wins and the losses on me. Like it's not something I can sort of, as soon as I leave the office, I leave it all behind. So it's for me, it's a consideration about the, the type of partner I would need. Um, so it's it's more about that sort of thing. So rather than seeing my investment in work as a negative thing, it's about going well. The ultimate goal of a family is just it's a it's a nice thing based on the things that I actually enjoy in my life as a single person. If that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, it's not necessarily a challenge in the sense that I have to be really on top of any particular like topic or like, you know, oh my, the clocks are ticking or anything like that. And certainly it might be for others, but for me, it's, it's just more so about the balance of life. Yeah. So making sure that my work is not a hundred percent of my life, (laughs) which I struggle with. Um, and sort of making sure I'm making time for hobbies and things to really relax and enjoy the other side of life. Yeah. To still be a a person Mm -hmm. and a human being. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Right. Which I think the line is harder when you are invested in what you do and you're passionate about what you do and you want to contribute and make impact, which I know everyone does, but there's different levels of it. And for me, work is not just something that pays the bills. It's something that gives me joy. So Yeah, um, I agree. I'm probably mm. more in your mindset for mm. that sort of thing um, because we spend, you know, a third of our waking lives mm-hmm. at work. Yeah. And I couldn't think of anything worse than doing something that I didn't care about, Absolutely. something I wasn't passionate about. Yeah. Um, but I do, and I never used to understand people who had careers or jobs that they mm. would just clock in at nine, leave at five, mm-hmm. and they couldn't care less. Yeah. Um, that's not who yep. I am. Yep. I don't understand them, but they don't understand me or you Absolutely. either. Absolutely, yeah. And, um, but it is all about finding that balance and, and that. Uh, one, one of the things I'm sort of, um, I guess, struggling with at the moment but I think it's a it's a lifelong struggle. Mm-hmm. Is this work life balance? Oh, and you God, sort of touched no. you just <laughs> touched on it yeah. a minute ago. And I've heard lots of different people speak about this, and it's one of the things that everyone mm-hmm. always tries to make you conscious of. Mm-hmm. But it feels like um, it's something that people do struggle with mm-hmm. when they do have that passion for their job yes. to pull away from it. And, and our mm. jobs can follow us now because we Absolutely. have technology. Oh yeah, we have a laptop. We have <laughs> our phones that have our mm-hmm. emails on them. People mm-hmm. can call us at any time. Yep. Um, and, and you said it's a struggle for you. Is there, mm-hmm. is there something that you do to, to, to pull it back the other way or? Well, I'm actually going through this. I call them growth pains okay. at the moment. And 
it's it's 100% self-management. Um, and this is something that I'm talking to a few mentors about at the moment is that, and I realized just over the last week that I will never be the person that strikes a 50-50 balance between work and, and life. Um, it's just never going to be that way. I've just accepted that I'm invested in work and it will always chew up more than half of my life um, or half of whatever the percentage of the week is. So for me, it's more about what balance is sustainable for me. And for me, it doesn't need to be much. Sometimes just having a completely disconnected day of the weekend where I actually don't think about work or make sure I don't check my emails is enough to reset my brain to go, that's the balance I needed. I feel, you know, rejuvenated and and like I've had time away. So it's more of a mental thing for me than it is probably an activity-based thing. Um, so, yeah, and, and my brain is constantly on. So yeah. <laughs> constantly trying to solve problems and progress things. So, and- so is it Sunday? You just closed on Sunday? <laughs> well, I'm currently watching um, – the Marvel Universe in order okay. of the storyline. So that's been chewing up a lot of my weekends. So yeah, I've been switching movies. off well and truly for the past, like, couple of months. Um, but, yeah, so it is. It's And even just recently, the weekend I just had, obviously, we had round one of AFLW on Sunday. That was a full day. Yeah. Um, and Saturday was out and about with friends. So I actually don't feel like I've had that mental switch off. So I'll make time for it this weekend, knowing that if I don't have it, I'll feel off. So. Yeah. Yeah, for me, that's just it's it's probably a little bit more, um, I don't know, superficial in the sense that I'm not really going much deeper. But I know that I just need a mental a mental break yeah. to make sure that I can keep that going. But in terms of the actual investment of my life, in terms of work, I am working on pulling that back. So, um, and there's certainly no expectation at work to to be that invested. They really they're all about flexi, yeah. which I know a lot of organisations are now. Um, like working from home or flexible hours and looking after yourself. It's just that I just want to do so much <laughs> and I want to do it quickly. So it's and just well. recalibrating the brain to say self-manage, maybe give yourself two deadlines instead of five or six um, and be a bit healthier about that output. <laughs> oh, I'm laughing. Easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> It's a passionate person's problem, I think. Yeah. And uh, so I recently did, um, and they call it early career research, a development program. Mm -hmm. So it's run by like one of the professors there, Pat Buckley. And every year they take um, like a cohort of about 25 to 30 ECRs and they run through every month or so they'll have, um, you know, sort of different themed days. And one of them was all about Mm self-management and work-life balance. And Mm -hmm. they'd have examples of past students who'd done this program or Mm -hmm. high achievers that are now mid-career researchers or or late-career researchers. And the question came up about work-life balance. And I I kid you not, not a single one of them had it right yet. And most of them, because they care, right? Mm -hmm. And so they're working most of the time. They'll wake up at four o'clock so they can exercise Mm -hmm. or do a bit of work before their kids wake up. And that's what they consider balance, getting slightly less sleep so they can be a family man or family woman as well. Um, But they, they, they all didn't have the balance quite right, but they all had different ways of managing it. Mm -hmm. So that might be what the solution is, is about figuring out for you what's your maximum, what's your limits and what you actually need to switch off. Is that what you think? Absolutely. And I think it's it's always going to be aspirational in both 
what you can contribute to work and what you can contribute to life, you're never going to get the, the balance right. You're yeah. never going to be like, wow, I am just nailing effectiveness at work and I am just hitting everything. You're never going to get that. Um, so I think it, it is a, just about ongoing management and just being realistic that sometimes you're going to get it wrong, sometimes you're going to get it really wrong, and sometimes it's going to feel like you're on the right track. So I think it's just not being too harsh on yourself either and just really self-managing what you need from both sides as well. Yeah. So if it is that little bit hour, like less of sleep so that you can do the things that you enjoy and you feel like that's the right balance, then that's just what it is. That's what they were doing. I need more sleep. So I will not be <laughs> doing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sleep's important. Um, I, yeah. I sort of, I try to go to the gym straight after work and that gives mm-hmm. me that little mental break, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's very difficult to think about your research when you have, you know, lifting weights <laughs> you're gonna hurt well, yourself I was gonna say you probably deal with a lot heavier subjects in the brain I guess than, than yeah. I would mine's just constantly thinking about my to-do list so I have a to-do list yeah. on my desk <laughs> we print out like we have my week emails we send them out every week oh yeah and so I was like so what did we accomplish last week and then what did we what are we planning to oh, do we this week too. We yeah too, it's yeah. very effective yeah um but yeah sometimes it's mm. like you get addicted to Oh, yeah. Scratching them out. Um, That's a very um, – have you done your Myers-Briggs personality test before? Yeah, yeah. That is apparently a J thing. Is that, being Like if you're judging and not perceptive in yes. that fourth character code, um, it's it's about ticking – get that satisfaction of ticking off something on your to-do list. Yeah. It's <laughs> very – oh, so satisfying. Yeah, I was wondering last week – at the end of last week, I was a bit like – I was a bit grumpy on the Friday. Mm-hmm. I couldn't – couldn't put my finger on it. I'm like, why did I feel like I had a bad week? And then on Monday as I was writing my accomplishments, I was like, I'm like, I didn't tick anything off. Like, yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> all just the tasks there. are too big. You know what you might need to implement is something that um, I literally started maybe two weeks ago, Marvellous Mondays. Marvellous Monday? Marvellous okay. Mondays, no meetings. No, oh, that already <laughs> stuff up. Every week it's like Monday morning at 9.30 we have a meeting. Maybe you need Fabulous Fridays instead. <laughs> um, I'm all about alliteration. Um, yeah, it's, it's literally so my thing is, um, is traction as okay. well. So in terms of like that self-management, it's actually about your workload and my thing, I love being helpful. I'm probably too helpful. So then I overcommit my time. Yeah. I'm in a bunch of meetings all the time and then my actual output in terms of my what I, the work that I'm actually doing gets compromised because I'm constantly just – from different meetings, which I love. I love helping people, but also I love doing work. So, yeah, Marvelous Mondays is a um, a new thing for me. No meetings. I just okay. sit there, churn through work, and my mentality for the week ahead is just so much. I couldn't even articulate how much better I feel about the upcoming week. I could have back-to-back meetings for the rest of the week and still feel like I've done better (laughs) (laughs) because I'm ticking off so many things on the Monday that it almost sort of makes the productivity of the week feel much higher regardless of, yeah, what actually happens. No more meetings on a Monday. No more meetings on Monday. I don't know how I communicate that externally. I'm all right with that. (laughs) How about no more meetings for Tuesdays or Wednesdays? (laughs) (laughs) How far can you extend it? (laughs) There's the uh, the internet meme. It's like... um, you know, when a, when an hour meeting should have just been an email. Mm-hmm. Like, ah. <laughs> well, there's another one. I'm, I'm all about reading about these sort of um, methods for, for feeling more productive or being more efficient or managing your time better. Obviously, it's a current thing for me. Um, and the former CEO of Westpac, I believe it was, mentioned that um, she only scheduled meetings for 15 minutes or 45 minutes. There was never a half hour, an hour long meeting. 
And so that made her workday so much free, more freed up because it was either is this worth a significant amount of time, like 45 minutes, or is it a 15-minute debrief, catch-up, whatever it is? Um, and I actually mentioned it to my boss and it's now becoming a thing in our department wow, awesome. to be more effective. And it, and it does make a lot of sense because if you schedule a meeting at, at say, 2.15 to 3 o'clock and then you have a 3.15, you've got that 15-minute window buffer to debrief and to actually do a few things. Whereas, yeah, meetings when you're in back-to-backs and they're all hour long, you don't get that break to even mentally just go and get a drink of water mm. and take a walk or like a quick sort of mental break. So, yeah, I'm trying to find different ways mm. of managing my, my work hours as well to just make me feel better about my contributions. So. You find that because, um, like, either I travel for seminars or whatever mm-hmm. or um, I, we, we're delivering some webinars lately mm-hmm. and I always find this. It's like, you know, the meeting will start, say, hypothetically at 3 p.m. Yep. Um, for, for me with them or my presentation or whatever. And you see people showing up at like five or 10 past and you can never <laughs> be upset with them because you know, they've just come out of an hour meeting at three Absolutely, and they're probably at a different floor of the building or, yep. you know, they need to go to the bathroom yeah, or exactly. they need to grab a drink or they need so to go. <gasps> <laughs> like, wow, that was a heavy meeting. Or yeah. oh, there's some of the actions. Totally. So, and I'm, I'm pretty sure the principle was that the, it was never scheduled on the hour. So it was always three okay. fifteen. So it's always so it's always scheduled yeah. differently as yeah. well. So that you always had that sort of that gap in between. So yeah, a bit of LinkedIn reading. <laughs> it's really interesting. I have yeah. to I have to look that up a bit more. Yeah. Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.